Welcome to The Climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need moving forward. The good news is nobody's in your way, so you got to do it yourself. That's also the bad news. You got to do it yourself. And you're going to need leverage. You need to prove to people that you that you have a track record, that you can write songs, that you're serious about writing your songs and making those demos, that you're serious about being an artist and you have a business that's going, that's where people are going to perk up and you're going to get to the next level. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter name if you haven't heard that before. What is a Baxter name? It's like an acronym created by our good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And on a regular, he connects you with the pros. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. So basically what that means is if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists such as Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. How you doing, brother? Hanging in there, hanging in there. So we just got back from a Make-A-Wish trip with Quill yeah. to Disney, and uh, we glad we went uh, before every public place in the country shuts down. And uh, I'm just trying to recover from that because we walked our legs off and we're tired and we ate way too much ice cream. But it was good. <laughs> I'm jealous. It was good. It you was... got to see Mickey Mouse. All right. <laughs> I got to see Mickey Mouse a couple times. Hey, Mickey, you see me again? Yeah. Well, right on. So what are we gonna what are we gonna get into today? Man, today we are going to do a hit song breakdown, so hopefully y'all have heard this. If you haven't heard it yet, it's hot off the presses. You'll be hearing it soon. It's Kenny Chesney's new single called Here Now, and I think there are lessons in here for aspiring pro songwriters. For If you want to write hits, study success, and Kenny did not write this song. This is an outside cut. We're going to study this thing and see what lessons we can tease out for you to help you on your journey. Awesome, awesome. Real quick, just, Kenny doesn't write, does he? He does some, yeah. He's written a few of his hits, yeah, but not a ton. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. he writes a little bit. He's a good writer, but uh, yeah, doesn't write a ton. Good for him. Well, who who did write it? Oh, this is. Uh, let's see here. This one in particular is Craig Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Shocker, he's awesome. So Craig Wiseman, David Lee Murphy, and David Garcia. Nice, David Lee Murphy from uh, Dust on the Bottle. Dust on the Bottle and Everything Gonna Be All Right and there you go. bunch of stuff he's written. So, All right, well, yep. I can't wait to dig into that. Let's just uh, jump into a little bit of business here first uh it's a digital world out there but all of our daredevil artists know that there's a very important role for physical media with today's independent musician uh the digital royalty payments are so small selling products like cd vinyl t-shirts these things at gigs even though they're not the normal mode of, of how people consume music anymore if they still want that stuff at a live gig and that's what's going to be an income generator is going to get you the next town going to get the gas in the tank and i mean literally in your tank in the van or whatever you're driving to the next gig and also figuratively get the gas in your tank get you some food get you some <laughs> that's, right. Well, that's right because okay we we love streaming we wish people like spotify would stop being jerks and would actually pay people you know writers what they 
deserve. But streaming is where it's at, right? There's a lot of streaming, but you know, it takes 3,000 streams to equal one CD sale, like at a live show. That's a lot of streams to equal one sale. So we yeah. believe that you are leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. Thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. You can find them online at discmakers.com. That is D-I-S-C makers.com. Or you can give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. Awesome. Hey, if you haven't joined the climb community, please do so. It's growing every single day. Active community of singers, songwriters, indie artists, musicians, people helping people talking about exposure, talking about different tricks that they're doing to grow their brand, talk, getting together for song rights, connecting on song rights. Is that where Bill O'Hanlon connected with Paul DeMarco? Quite possibly. Quite possibly in the group. I don't know. They're, I, I know really, they're both really around and both take, active. Like, I want to take credit for that. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you're welcome, but we're not, we're not sure. We're not sure, right. <laughs> but uh, listen, lots of relationships being made in there. So we welcome you to join the climb community. It's on Facebook, Ask to Be Let In. We let everybody in but it is a private group and uh if you're not careful or if you spout some crazy crap like last week we will roadhouse you out and yes the (laughs) the the yeah Yeah. subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume podcasts so you get every episode and you can go back and cherry pick some of the ones that speak to you some of the titles that speak to you tell a friend about it that's the best thing you could do for brent and i if it matters to you if you if you're finding inspiration if you're learning stuff that this is valuable to you this content works. Tell somebody else about it. We are trying to grow our audience. And if it comes from you, it's 100% true. If it comes from us, 50% true, you know. Yeah. And then finally, leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're trying to get there. We're, we're on the climb, to- too. So we've been meaning to do it. It just takes 30 seconds. Get on there. Leave an honest review. Uh, we hope it's a five star. But we've also read the one stars and the two stars and the people who despise us. That's uh, right. We, we read that too, just to keep it real. That's right. And uh, speaking of the climb community, I always try to share a couple new heights from our members. And so I just want to share a couple of those, let you know that we're not the only ones in that community. So Taylor C. Hughes, um, Hughes Hubert, I guess, uh, announced on here, getting ready to announce some big news. Y'all stay tuned. My single Good Taste is coming. So she posted that in the climb community. Every Wednesday, we do the new height segment so you can share your wins with the community. And we got a bunch on here. I'm just cherry picking a couple. Uh, Paul DeMarco, speaking to him, said, well, I'm proper made up because Blackwater Lake, who he's written with and produced, scored a support slot for the mighty Leonard Skinner at the Arizona Bike Week on April 4th. He goes, I can't believe my songs that I've had a part in writing will be played on the same stage just before Skinner goes on. That's awesome. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah, that's killer. I love that. Good yeah, it's that, it's that fun stuff as a writer. Thankfully, I had a bunch of cuts, but even like independent cuts where they might cover one of my songs and then cover a Merle Haggard song. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, wow, <laughs> even though this thing I go plywood sales is like I'm on the record with so and so or, you know, your song gets played on the same stage as somebody else. Or, of course, if you're on a big record, that's always great. But it's like all these little things that are just like somewhat associated with like my songs will get played right before Skinner plays like Freebird on the same stage. That's (laughs) That's phenomenal. You know, I I love that stuff. That's, that's a good reminder of those steps and those, that climb that is so exciting. Yeah. And guess what it does, you know, you can't win if you don't play, you you got to write that song. You got to finish writing it. You got to get a demo done somehow, some way, Mm -hmm. some kind of demo and you got to work it. You got to get it to some people and, and you got to be willing to improve and take that feedback and grow, 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 grow. It's not about the first three songs. See how they do and then I'm going to decide if I'm serious about this. Right. You got that itch to scratch and scratch it. 
That's right. All right. Where are we at? Let's break down a song. All right. So Kenny Chesney's new single, which we mentioned, is written by Craig Wiseman, David Garcia, and David Lee Murphy. So a three hit songwriters. And we're just going to dive into this and see what we can learn from this. And so I believe we can play about 30 seconds of this. So we're going to play just a hair of this, and we're just going to kind of break it down for you. So you're going to start in right on the verse and leave I'm out gonna, the I'm going to start on the beginning here just because I'm going to make a little point of that. Okay. And we're just going to okay. play it here, and, and hopefully you will be able to hear it all right on your end. Let's see here. If not, it's going to be awkward. Seen the skyline of New York City, fireflies in Tennessee. Sipped a little shine from a paper sack that'll knock the horns off a Cadillac. Wait, what is that? Is that, is that tempo? Okay, so that's that's one of the first lessons right there is, hey, you know what? We got some tempo going on. Kenny's team put out the word that he wanted like stadio tempo anthems. And guess what? That's exactly what Craig and David and David whipped up for him. Kenny plays big shows, and this song uh-huh. plays for a big show. If you listen to the whole thing, which we encourage you to do that, because this episode will make a whole lot more sense. You can just hear it being played at a big stadium show, big stadium rock country show. And that's that's the first lesson is serve the artist. The artist wanted a big tempo anthem. And this song on broad strokes checks those boxes. It's tempo. It's not a ballad. And it is an anthem. When we talk about the the idea of it, it's a big, you know, relevant universal idea about living yep. in the here and now. You know, it's it's not a big complex story. It's not something that's really just kind of off the wall odd. No, it's like enjoy the moment you're in. Live in the moment. Yeah. It's a highbrow lyric to a party song. It's basically a party song. Yeah. I mean, or whatever kind of moment you're in kind of song. It's not about drinking or anything, but it's just about when you are in the moment here and now at that stadium show watching Kenny Chesney, you're jumping up and down because it's a tempo mm-hmm. song and, and we're here and now we're having a blast. You know, it's all about and, now. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I love about it. OK, so the first thing is serve the artist. That's what they were looking for. We all got word. He's looking for big stadium anthems. And guess what? Oh, oh wow. That's the first single. OK, there we go. So give the artist what they're asking for. Yep. <laughs> right, That helps. Somebody's wanting to eat a hamburger. You make more sales if you're selling hamburgers. So that's the big thing. But also help the artist serve the audience. And so what you're talking about, Johnny, this song is perfect for a big live show. So you're already pumped up to see Kenny in concert. And he comes out saying that there's no better place than here and now. And you're like, woo, yeah. You know, who can argue with that? There is no better place in here and now. I'm at a freaking Kenny Chesney concert with my girl, and I got my beer in my hand, and whatever. We're just, you know, it's Friday night, and we're just having a, a you're blast. You're going to get a positive response from that <laughs> on when you're on the stage. Yeah, yeah it it's going to work. Yeah, you're basically just singing, like, isn't it great to be right here at my show? And there's no better place for me either than being right here right now with you. That serves his audience, yeah. right? And so it's cool that he's speaking to the audience. In the course, it talks about, you know, here and now, nowhere else in the world right now you and me ain't it good to be alive ain't no better place ain't no better time than here and now you know like you and me who's the you it's the audience you know he's singing right to them ain't no better place you and me right here right now you know no better place you can see on this song you can see him set it up live you know what? We are so mm-hmm. happy you guys are out here. We're so blessed that you mm-hmm. come see our live show and you take the time and spend your hard earned money. You're down there working on the farm. You're working in the factory. And then you come mm-hmm. down here and you spend your hard earned money to hang out with us. We had to sing a song about it. 
<laughs> yeah, I could I could see that, or even like first song to kick off a show, like you know, kick it off with a new single here and oh, now, yeah. like boom, here we are, here right here right now. Yeah. You know, it's like it it works so well for a live show, and that's important to think about as a writers. Like, okay, for one thing, he, he's a live act, yep. and so what's going to play live? What's going to make him feel cool and serve his audience when he's standing up there singing to them? This kind of thing is perfect for that. It's not rocket science, but it's right. You know, celebrating the moment with your fans. What better way to get up? a pop out of them, yeah. right? Then to celebrate right here, right now, it's kind of like saying, yeah, this is a party and this is great. Don't you agree? But it's also relevant over the radio or over a playlist. It's about being in the moment, living in the moment you're in. So kind of when is that not relevant? Yep. So it, it was great for live. I think that's really where he's going to knock it out. But also on the radio here and now, it kind of works for wherever I am. If I'm driving around, yep. whatever. If I'm cruising on Friday night or whatever I'm doing, <laughs> I got five kids on cruising on Friday night. I'm changing diapers. But anyway, in a previous life, but, but, it's still so, so uh, I watched uh, an older movie this weekend with with Kimmy. Mm-hmm. It was Jerry Maguire. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you remember the movie, right? He's a big sports agent, and yeah. uh, he he gets fired from the big agency with all the big stars mm-hmm. and he's down to like what he thinks is two guys. Like, and one is Cuba Gooding Jr. Who's got like a mm-hmm. lot of talent and a big attitude problem. And the other is like this up and coming kid is going to go number one in the draft. And his name's Cush and quarterback, quarterback and, yeah, yeah. from Texas. And, and he flies out to Texas to try to close the deal and he shakes hands with the dad and he thinks he closes the deal. And so he's like saved, right? Cause the commission from that's going to launch his own company here and he's going to move on. Mm-hmm. And as he's driving back, he's going through the radio and he can't find the right song. And then it, boom, he hits with Tom Petty free falling, you know, cause I'm free. <laughs> and he's just along with it, but it's like relevant to him right there because yeah. it just, you know, he's free, right? He's free. Like he's free of the, of the financial, issue and the fear of being out on his own and he just mm-hmm. he thinks he did of course he ends up getting screwed on that but and he's got to he's got to work with Cuba and deal with the chip on his shoulder you know uh, exactly yeah I just think about this song in a context like that like whatever's going on that is a feel-good song you know and whatever's going mm-hmm. on to, with your life like you turn that that becomes relevant and immediately like applicable like an overlay on whatever is going on in your life that's good right now you know like your first yeah. date you leave or, or your mm-hmm. band just got that gig that you wanted, or you just got that promotion at work or it's Friday. Or you just need a rem- <laughs> or you just need a reminder that, you know what? I'm chasing these five kids around, but this is yeah, awesome. This is, this is it. This the is the good stuff right here. This is here now. There's nothing better than yeah. right here, right now with these yeah. kids. Because the thing is, it, it's a universal idea, yeah. right? So who does this not kind of relate to? And it's a simple idea that's presented simply. So you don't have to pay close attention to a, a big story. There's nothing really tricky here. I mean, there's really intricate, good lyrical work, but it's all easily digestible. It's easy there's to get. There's a couple whopper lyric lines in here that I've freaking Yeah, there's loved. some great ones, but you yep. get it. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like what? What? If you miss you know? the line before so it's a, it, it's not going to. You're not going to get lost. It's easy to keep up with this thing. So it's a positive, encouraging, aspirational song without being preachy. And for anthem stuff, that's what you want. You was like, it's simple. That big chorus is here and now. Ain't no better place. You and me yeah. here and now. I mean, so super simple, but it's something that's going to kill live. Another lesson on this is be brand aware. So. This song is also right on brand for Kenny. You know, the first verse talks about Sip and Shine in Tennessee. He is from East Tennessee, by the way. Don't forget that. And then it, the verse also talks about, you know, I've been to the islands and seen the sun go down on like a dozen different islands. Well, you can tell it was written for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it fits his bio and it fits his brand very well. And the verses are pretty Chesney specific. I'll find a bit of the chorus here. But the chorus... Yeah. 
pretty specifically yep. Kenny kind of, you know, and but the big sing along. Everybody though, can sing. Big now. sing along. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they can say it with Kenny to Kenny and to and each other, their moment or on the radio <clears throat> to, and to each other. And at the party, you know, with each other at the house party or whatever, it, it's all this universal thing, but it's also on Kenny's brand too. I mean, that makes sense for who he is as an artist is in the moment, kind of the free, you know, free spirit kind of thing too. I mean, who doesn't not fit? Cause it's, we want to be that person that can live in the here and now anyway. So it's, it's kind of aspirational that way. So the course is, and the idea of the course is very universal. So our specifics in the verses might differ because I've not been on a dozen different islands watching the sun go down, that kind of thing. It doesn't matter because you get that core. And it's interesting because it's Kenny. You're like, yeah, that's my guy, Kenny, that I've known for years now on the radio telling me about his life. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's Kenny. And, and, and yeah. it's, it's relatable. <laughs> so, so even if you're like a, a school teacher from Kentucky who takes spring break and goes to the, the panhandle in Florida and you're on a beach there, which is, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is, is yeah. what do they call that? The Redneck Riviera right there. Or, or you're going yeah. to an island. Mm-hmm. Like it all, it's all, it all makes sense. Yeah. And it's same thing like Buffett's Buffett's so, you know, particular on a lot of his stuff that, you know, but it's a bit of escapism. We want to be that guy, even though I can't relate to the specifics and a ton of Buffett songs. Yeah. I still love it, you know, because he's, he's an old friend at this point. So our specifics may differ, but man, you hit that big old universal chorus and you're like, well, everybody can relate to that part. So, you know, so first verse talks about some of the cool stuff Chesney's done. Hey, you know, I've done cool stuff and been in some cool places too. Maybe not those particulars that he says, but I can still relate. The second verse talks about some of the places that didn't quite fit and the times that weren't so happy. And I can relate to that too. So it's interesting too. I want to point out each verse addresses a different part of the theme. So the good and bad aren't all mixed in together in both verses. So like verse one takes the good stuff. Like, Hey, I've been seeing the skyline in New York city and I've been on a dozen different islands. Why don't you read the first verse? Yeah. It says, I've seen the skyline in New York city, fireflies in Tennessee, sip the little shine from a paper sack that'll knock the horns off a Cadillac. Great line. So great. So great. Uh, I must've said on a dozen islands, I've watched the sun sink into the sea. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt and the hat. But my favorite place to be is here now. So a lot of, one thing, a lot of imagery in there. A lot of fresh imagery. I mean, yeah, sip, you know, fireflies, whatever. Sip the little shine, yeah. But it's from a paper sack, so this is a little fresher. And then that'll knock the horns off a Cadillac. <laughs> Completely fresh. So good, yeah. Boss hog. So good. Big, big and little Enos Bird The minute dad. I heard that, I was like. <laughs> from <laughs> Yeah. With their Cadillac, like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, knock the horns off a Cadillac. It's so good. So knock good. the horns off a Cadillac. And uh, so good. Anyway, um, so that's all like positive stuff, right? It's been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the hat. These are all good things. And then the second verse, I'll read this for you. Think I fell in love for the first time with the Gulf of Mexico. Thought I found a true love in Malibu, but that water was a little too cold. Yeah, I left a few tears in the rear view, one or two that were hard to forget. Why do you think we call the present the present? Because there ain't no better gift. Why do you think we call the present the present? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So Present, good. Because there ain't no better <laughs> gift. So good. Yeah. And so this verse tackles some of the the not as good places, not as good times, right? You know, thought I found true love in Malibu, but the water was a little too cold. Yeah. Left some tears in the rear view. You know, so it's like, hey, n- not everything like in the yeah. first verse was all good. There's some bad stuff. It's a mixed bag. But n- why do you think we call the present the present? Because nothing better than right now. You know, we all got some heartache behind us. And so since the verses tackle kind of different aspects of this theme, it keeps it fresh. It's not just more mm-hmm. of the same in the second verse. It it, the, the, it moves. And so it's it's still able to address a theme, but it's not the same all the way throughout. It keeps it fresh, keeps it a little more interesting, right? Plus the bridge. One thing about the bridge that we haven't talked about yet says, a lot of people dreaming about a one day, some days waiting just around the bend. I used to be one wondering when they come, but now I'm living in here and now. Yeah. So talking about a lot of people are dreaming about someday. And the singer admits that he used to be that way, but now he's living in the here and now. So it's kind of a little aspirational for the listener. You know, the listener can either be in that someday mode and this encourages them to be like, if only for three minutes in this song to be here and nowers, or they can relate that they used to be that way and they can celebrate that they aren't that way anymore. Plus it's kind of a way for Kenny to kind of wrap an arm around his audience and say like, people like us live in the here and now. You know, that Seth Godin quote, mm-hmm. people like us do things like this. Yep. It's a little bit of like, hey, people like us live in the here and now. Yep us this is us me and you right now in this moment so uh just a lot of good stuff in the song man i mean that course hammers that hook here and now it says it three times it bookends the course it appears in the middle and it holds the longest notes in the song so one listen and there's no doubt yeah. what, the, yeah. what the title of this thing is i love it i love it it's it's a little of the aspirational good stuff it's a little of i've gotten through some bad stuff mm-hmm. and then it's a little of mm-hmm. you can do it too because i changed my mindset right it's a mindset yeah. song but it's, you know, it's a mindset song, but it's not like this heavy, deep, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It's just, yeah. it's celebrating. Yeah. It's a celebratory song. You know, it's a celebration. And it talks about that kind of mindset stuff, but it does it in a light way that's easily accessible for the listener. It's not a big, heavy thing, you know, but it's still talking about that stuff. I think you can be simple yeah. without being simplistic. You know, I think this is one of the songs that's it's simple, but it's not simplistic. I mean, you have lines in there like knock the horns off a Cadillac. And there's so much like just little lyrical play in here. Let's see here. Look in the second verse. 
thought I found a true love in Malibu, but yeah. true love, <laughs> <Yeah>. boo butt, <laughs> right? Just little things like that, you know, but the water was a little too yeah. cold, which is figurative, right? You know, it's like it's, it's playing on different levels here. I left a few tears in the rear view. So tears, rear, you know, few, view. Like there's similar sounds going on in these lines. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the great line, why do you think we call the present the present? Because there ain't no better gift yeah. than here and now. Now, that's, that's a great big thought. It's also thought, set up, like right? I just it. was thinking about lyrically, it's so framed simple. because there's that word play going on in the two lines before it with the, with the vowel plays, mm -hmm. right? With the similar sounds. And then they drop the bomb, right? Why do you think they call the present the present? And you're yeah, like, and there's no word play going on there. There's no, it's not scheming the first two lines it's right. it's it's set up it's teed up with those first two lines it's got the smooth groove and all of a sudden bam mm -hmm. why do you think they call the present the present lyrically it smacks you across the face and, and sonically like like linguistically yeah. it, it, it you're not fatigued by the word scheme right like if you did the same word scheme in the third line you might right. be a little fatigued on it if they tried mm -hmm. to set up the word scheme to match that bomb line, right? Why do they call the present the present? So that's interesting. Right, yeah. It's framed out. Yeah, yeah. And why do you think that we call the present the present? Because there ain't no better gift than here and now. So it flows right into that chorus. So there's so much good stuff going on in this song. And, you know, you may love Chesney, you may hate him, but this is built for him. It's on brand. He obviously loves yep. it. His fans are going to love it. And you have to respect that. Like, yeah, it's not rocket surgery. It's not brain science, right? You know, but yeah. man, it's right. It's, cool. it's right. And there's a lot of good craft in yeah. here. And another thing, this song is two minutes and 50 seconds. That's like a CCR song, man. <laughs> Under... <laughs> <laughs> yeah Under it's like it's right minutes. up in your face and it's gone and then you're like oh i missed that and yeah, it's gone. like already you're like i want to hear that again yeah songs are trending a little shorter and so it's like wow now that got two verses three courses and a bridge in there in 250 they're not playing yeah. around it's tight first of all tempo tempo and and a guitar right. solo I think like an eight bar yeah. is an eight bar guitar solo. I think it's not a full. Yeah, I'm not bar. sure how long, but yeah, like an but eight it's... bar, like a healthy guitar solo in there. Yes, you noticed <laughs> there was a guitar there. Of course, I did. Yeah, that's where I went. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it has all the stuff, but man, it gets it in in under three minutes, which is great for radio, great for just everything these days. Short attention span. Like I said, songs are trending a little bit shorter. So if your songs are pushing four minutes, well, they better have a really good reason to be that long. <laughs> You better make it really worth our time. Yeah, man. Because uh, we just don't have the attention span much anymore. In this. And some people like turn their nose up at it, right? Because it's pop country mm -hmm. and they don't like it or whatever. But like, as if it was easy to do, um, I think. As if this it was is, low This brow. was not easy to do. You know what I mean? Like it's not, this right. isn't God bless the broken rub. And no, it's not. Uh, but to me, they're, they're two different animals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Serving different purposes. Exactly. Yeah. And, and still, I think... Whenever I hear a songwriter or an artist poo-poo the pop country kind of thing, mm. I, I'm not a fan of Kenny Chesney. I'll tell you that right now. But there's a couple mm. songs that just, this is a great one. Like, you just turned me on to this today. Like, uh, this song. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, why don't I know that song? It's like, and I'm like, is this this new oh, single? You're like, yeah, it's brand new. I'm like, oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard it yet. But, uh, like, you know, American Kids, like, mm -hmm. that, that is in my playlist right next to Dokken and Lynch Mob and Van Halen. And, uh, <laughs> it is, because it's just a killer song, you know? And it's yeah. just a really great, it's just so well written that it, it really, it's in my regular rotation. And, and I think that the art of this and the simplicity of this is it's so easy for musicians and for writers to be like, well, you know, because it's not as sophisticated and as deep as God bless the broken road or something along that line. Mm -hmm. 
it's somehow it's worth less. But it's like, man, let's see you do one. You know, like this is oh, tricky. It is because and that's a, that's a great point, Johnny. Because I got the memo. Kenny's looking for tempo stadium anthems. Okay, yeah. huh. I don't really have a lot of those in my catalog. Yeah. You know, not much in the way of that kind of thing. And how come I'm not sitting on a stack of those? It, it's 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 sneaky because if you know you throw out the idea of here and now is the best place to be, I'm like, yeah, duh, obviously. <laughs> I mean, like, what is there to that? But the way these dudes wrote this, it's so Kenny, it's so right down the middle, but well done. Yeah, well done. So much, you know, that knocks the horns off a of Cadillac. I've never heard that in a song. No, before. I haven't either. And I can't. And it's unforgettable. It's like. That's great. So there's still really good craft in there and it feels good and it moves. And you can bet they wrote this in Kenny's vocal wheelhouse as well. And you can just about bet that they got the same memo you got and then they went and wrote it. Mm-hmm. But this is what they wrote. And how come I did <laughs> Like, uh, I could write that. And so that's the thing. It, it's making choices and making, you know, the right choices. Do I have the skill to write this lyric? Yeah. Now, knock the horns off Cadillac. Like, that's a bar setter yeah. line. But I have, th- I have the skill to write this mm-hmm. lyric. Yeah. You know, th- there's like here and now, no, nowhere else in the world right now. You and me ain't good to be alive. No better place, no better time than here and now. Okay. Yeah, I can write. I can write that. Then how come I didn't? You know, I, 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 I don't naturally think in those yeah, ways. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. This, here's the difference. It's it's the intention, right? Mm-hmm. It's the awareness of intention in good art, right? It's the awareness of like when you learn about the paintings of the classic painters and stuff, and you learn about the spatial and the positive and the negative and the stuff that they did. Th- this wasn't a mistake. Like he didn't just crap out the Mona Lisa, and then everybody's mm. like, "This is why it's genius." He knew what he was doing when he did that. It's the craft, Mm -hmm. right? And the craft comes with intention Mm -hmm. and forethought. That's why we do song title challenge, right? Like we're putting intention into the title and into the concept before you start to write the lyrics. I'll give you another example. And I I always thought this was interesting, but I remember watching an interview with Def Leppard and the intention was from High and Dry Record, which was their second record. And they had a Mm -hmm. real big hit off of that with, bringing on the heartbreak that was in regular rotation on MTV. The first record, you know, coming to America, they had like a small audience. They must have like 60,000 copies. That first record, the people from England snubbed their nose at them because they thought they were pandering to America. The album was called Coming to America. And and they're like, well, you know, after, you know, (laughs) what what about us? You're British, you know? Uh, And so a lot of people didn't like that. And then the second one, they have bringing on the heartbreak. And and that one sold about 280,000 copies. And then they go to work on Pyromania, which change the world Mm -hmm. but the intention on the arrangements was fascinating and you there's interviews with like joe elliott talking about the drum fills first of all what was the intention this is going to be our big record this has to be Mm -hmm. our big record it's number three right otherwise we're not going to last too much longer on this label so we are going to be doing stadiums. Now they did some stadium tours as opening acts for bringing on the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to be doing stadiums and if you've ever, you know, just think about going to a concert in a stadium. Like I much prefer going to Alpine Valley outdoor and that big venue than going to an arena because the arenas were mm-hmm. so reflective. It was hard to hear. It's not as clean as in an outdoor shed, sonically speaking. And I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a musician. Like I want to hear what the guitar players are doing. I want to hear that right hand. I don't want it to just get lost in the party song right, uh, chorus. Yeah. Right. But they were talking about drum fills and they're like, okay, so we simplified the drum fills on this record. And they called it the Beatles drum fills, you know, mm-bop, bop, mm-bop, <laughs> or beep, 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 beep. Yeah. 
right? And I have yeah. used and overused and reused and worn that out in the studio when I'm working with artists and bands. Like when I go, when I go to mm. do a, a demo or I'm working with pro studio guys, like I don't have to tell them because they already know. They know exactly yeah, how to right. deliver that and they already understand the intention behind it. It's a regular thing. But with the band, like typically drummers doing two bar or four bar drum fills into the chorus. And yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Let's just make this like one bar or two bars, you know, do that, 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 chill and now, you know, but the intention is they're going to be in an arena and that's going to translate better than the big, you know, you know, like say that for the drum solo, yeah. it doesn't fly. And so here with the, the intention of this song is, okay, this is going to be an arena song. We're going to get it. Kenny. And I think for songwriters, for climbers out there to listen to this, man, what's the intention? So you're saying, and I'm going to connect this dot now, like, why didn't I write it? That's a great question. Everybody should be asking, like how many big yeah. arena feel good, sing along anthems do you have in your mm -hmm. arsenal right now to pitch? What if you're intentional and you say, you know what, I'm going to spend the next two weeks or four weeks or two months and I'm going to just do some discipline, do nothing but focus on big arena sing-along mm -hmm. songs and try to just do that. And I'll bet you, you come up with one or two real doozies, you know? Yeah. I hope you come up with more. Because people need those. They want to play those big yeah. shows. It was like, you know, they want to level up. I talk about a, um, a thing in some of my teaching gaps, you know, a backstronym, growth, achievement, preaching, or positioning, and songwriting. The gaps, you aim for the gaps in an artist catalog. Try to fill those gaps with your song. And for, you know, maybe not so much for Chesney is this a growth or achievement song, but for artists coming up that are trying to get to that arena thing, this could be like, I need that one. That kid's going to play huge in a live show arena yeah. to fill that space. Yeah. I need that. Yes. You know, so you're going to aim for their growth and going, oh, they're on the upper trajectory and they're going to be playing these big things. We're going to give them something that rocks for that. Because if they're smart, they're going to be thinking, I need to reach the person in the back row. Maybe my sensitive ballads haven't done that. So, yeah, it's it's funny just looking at going, oh, yeah, that's right there. Yeah, and it's not, it's not by accident is what I'm saying. <laughs> not I mean, when you, when you hear like Mutt Lang and Joe Elliott talking uh, about how they intentionally communicated the drum fills, like go and talk to a, an amateur drummer about that. I just play mm -hmm. what I feel, man. Yeah, I know but do it in two bars, one bar, yeah. you know, like just because you can play something more complicated doesn't mean there, you should. Yeah, there's, there's, there's art in the space in between of what mm -hmm. happens. And think about that. Like everybody right now listening to this podcast is, is thinking with their art, with their band, they're like, Oh, I've had this conversation many times. Like, or I haven't thought about this, but this didn't happen. Those drum fills didn't happen by accident. He didn't just play what he felt. They said, do it this way. You know, not exactly like, Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, but it needs to be short, quick, and almost like no toms, right? There's this, mm -hmm. you know, it's not sophisticated, so it'll translate in an arena because this is what we're writing for, right? Just for the job you want, not for the job you have. Right. And Form should follow function, yeah. right? The function of this thing is big arena, tempo, anthem. Yeah. So they built it for that. Now, if just like, hey, I'm going to be racing, you know, the Daytona 500. I'm going to build my car differently than if I'm going to um, Swamp Stock and, yeah. or a monster truck pull or something. I'm going to build it differently for the different purpose it serves. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay. So like on a, on a promotion level, I, I don't want to get too far off the writing here, mm -hmm. but Alora's first tour that we put her on was with this band called Texas Hippie Coalition. Alora's got anthemic mm -hmm. rock, cool. It's rock, rock and roll, you know, 
In Texas, yeah. hippie collision like much heavier, right? I mean, the lead singer's this big, mm-hmm. huge biker dude with a massive beard. THC, Texas Hippie Coalition, you know, do all yeah. the math, okay? Their audience is all bikers. We had a music video for Laura's first single that we could have used to promote that tour, but mm-hmm. it would have worked against us on that tour. It was important she went on that tour because it was her first tour. And we wanted to get her out there, but we did a much heavier mashup of Billie Eilish's bad guy with, with seven nation army. And it, the video we shot was a strobe light dark, like really crazy red blue lights. Mm-hmm. Like it was heavier because that was going to be received better by people who were also going to want to buy a ticket to see Texas hippie coalition. So know the audience, right? Sometimes you've got to exactly. call an audible. That was an audible. Like at the end, no, we're going to wait mm-hmm. on releasing this, you know, rather than being wound up and say, well, I got to release the video with the single. And it's like, no, but this tour's coming up. And we want to get some mileage out of that. So let's just flip flop it. And, and we release the video later, but it's know the audience. We're intentional about who's going to mm-hmm. see this and why we're putting it out there. Yep. So I think we've probably buttoned that song up pretty well. So I hope that's been helpful for you climbers. Listen, if you want to write songs that artists want to sing, like Chesney wants to sing this, that fans want to hear, like his fans are going to eat this up, and that radio wants to play, and you know they're going to play this, I have a great workshop for you. It's called Song Ideas, From Blank Page to Finished Lyric. And it's available right now in the Songwriting Pro store. So it's a it's a pre-recorded workshop. So it's a video. You can go get instant access to it whenever you're listening to this. So the course is designed to take you from a blank page to a new song idea to a fully developed concept, to a finished lyric. So you'll learn a repeatable process that you can use to discover and develop strong song ideas again and again and again. And you'll also learn how to frame and focus those ideas for maximum commercial impact and appeal. So just like we've been breaking down this Kenny Chesney thing, we'll help you build up a song along the same lines, not to write that same song that Kenny just released, but to learn how to think about who's my audience, who's my artist, who's my lane, how do I serve that artist? How do I serve their audience? How do I build this thing for maximum impact and appeal? So if you want to find more and better song ideas, if you want to finish more song, impress more co-writers and impact more listeners, this is the course for you. Like, how do I get it though? Well, you can get the details and instant access to the course right now at songwritingpro.com. Just click the store link under the resources tab and look for song ideas video workshop. Of course, you can also stay in touch with Songwriting Pro by downloading my free ebook, which is Think Like a Pro Songwriter. You can get that also at songwritingpro.com. It's at the link right in the top toolbar it says, you know, free gift, or you can go to giftfrombrent.com. So a lot of places. There you go. All right, guys. So that's what we got well, going that's on. Killer. Yeah. And, and one final note on this, like we've talked before about mm-hmm. because it's art and you can have multiple versions of songs, like editors have multiple cuts of their movies and, and take some of your songs that are maybe, mm-hmm. you know, low, slow tempo, ballady type stuff and just put some tempo to them and see what happens. Right. And, and focus on that big tempo yeah. arena anthem thing for two weeks and see how it turns out. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? What if you become like the go-to guy for up-tempo stuff? I mean, the go-to girl for up-tempo killer anthemic songs. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just so many people that aren't doing it. Almost every right. artist could use one of these. They, yeah. It just it's seems in so demand. simple. It's what they want. And they'll pay <laughs> you like a million dollars to do it. A little so, what's the downside here all right well hey that brings us to the end of another killer climb episode join the climb community if you haven't done so already subscribe to the podcast wherever you love to consume your podcasts tell a friend about it if you like it and it's helping you it can help them they can find some value too 
and we're trying to get to 200 on the ratings and reviews on iTunes. So please take 30 seconds, leave an honest rating and review and tell people what you think about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.